Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, and welcome to Nigerian Community Call. This community call is for targeted individuals. Uh, if you've heard this call before, you know what a CI is because you are a CI yourself and you don't know what a CI is. And uh, you're here listening or you're going to be downloading this call. Uh, targeted individuals are people that have been put into a government non-consensual illegal experimentation program. That experimentation program is with is for the experimenting on unconventional human beings for non-lethal direct energy weapons, electric frequency, uh, electronics, uh, weapons, and surveillance, and also microchipping. I could it for the purpose of what is called remote neural monitoring. Okay. On top of that, uh, there is a progressive psychological persuasion program in order to discredit the TI from speaking out or coming forward about what is being done to him or her. And it's what they do is sometimes they will set up the TI so that way they are afraid to come forward because they may believe or they might set them up to commit a crime or to do something that they will try to use to blackmail the TI into silence, right? It is a way to silence them. And uh, for those of us who decide to speak out and we're doing uh, shows such as this, we're posting videos on YouTube, you are gathering together to make our voices heard, even though we are a small community, um, despite the notion that some TI may say there are over uh, a couple hundred thousand TI in the United States, which I sincerely doubt. I mean, they, they are targeted individuals, but they're not the same as we call ourselves targeted of non-consensual human experimentation. Okay. So that's just a short definition of what uh, TI is. Uh, so let's see. Let's get, uh, let's talk about our targeting or my targeting. Uh, over the weekend, they have been very uh, aggressive in terms of the psychological targeting and the noise campaign and harassment. Psychological torture. That's going on. Uh, again, the use of police, certain members of the police department, uh, the use of uh, ambulances, you know, not so much the fire trucks, because normally they would use a lot of fire trucks, but, you know, uh, fire trucks were also involved, but they're very limited. It's 
in terms of what they used to do. It's mostly uh, police and the uh, EMT, the ambulance. So, you know, um, again, the coercive psychological threat of incarceration or death, um, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it, it's really, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point where um, I have to fight back in order to defend my mental state, which I do. And um, these people are smart. When I say they're smart, they're smart because once you figure out the psychological game, okay, they will try to prevent you from uh, fighting back psychologically by trying to uh, create, you know, scenarios where if you do fight back psychologically, they will, you will be engaged with every police present in order to stop you from psychologically engaging uh, in terms of your defending your mindset, your mind state against psychological attack from the from community. Okay? From communities or anyone you could be your neighbors, strangers out in the street who have been, uh, who are uh, paid. Uh, sometimes they are not paid because they do it because of religious reasons. Uh, sometimes they want, um, uh, uh, who was it that? Paul Cost Stalking. I forgot his name. Pause. Google it. David Lawson. So David Lawson wrote a book called uh, Cause Stalking, in which, uh, you know, he infiltrated a group of people who were uh, hell-bent on attacking a particular person, you know, because, you know, they, they were given a cause, right? So the cause can be anything. Anything that can wile up the bunches to get them to psychologically attack an individual and engage in harassment via psychological means or through noise campaigns, even poisoning the individual. So he he wrote about that. Um, his book is called Cause Stalking. So some people will do it for that. Other people will do it because of what they've been told. There's a, there's a negative uh, character assassination program against you. They will try to assassinate your character uh, through setups and through frame-ups, uh, you know, in order to get people to participate and join in in the cause of uh, the, you know, the psychological campaign. You know, and it's just, it's a discrediting campaign. To make no uh, uh, doubt about that, it is a discrediting campaign because they do not want you to come forward and talk about the non-consensual human experimentation. Okay, and so they want you to focus on these gang stalkers. Okay, and whatever narrative they try to persuade you through psychological means. 
right? Either through brainwashing or through uh, silent subliminal or through visualization. And uh, so, you know, that, that's what they that's what they do. So anyway, um, today, uh, you know, I was uh, sleeping. My uh, uh, my son, the seven year old, went went to school. His mother took him to school. She came back and she wanted me to go with her to get her ID. She's in the reserve. She wanted me to go with her to get her ID, and I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to go. And so I went back to sleep. Okay. So then uh, it's funny because I was sleeping, and my alarm. I have my alarm on my phone set for. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, about 10.30 today, it, it went off. I'm not so sure. Let's see. Uh, at 11.30. Okay? So my alarm went off at 11.30. And as soon as my alarm went off, there was a police siren. Okay? And again, it's a distinct noise that they make whenever they want to get my attention. Okay? Because it's been conditioned within my psyche for many, many years of them doing that. You do it late at night or during the day, what have you. Okay, and it's a, it's a very short, distinct sound that they make. And so when my alarm went off and the sirens went off, she came and woke me up. She's like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, well, listen, I don't really want to because my daughter had the pole and everything. But, you know, something in me said, you know what? They probably have to make up their sleeve. That's why she wants me to go so bad because I don't have to go. I didn't have to go. She can go. Okay? She didn't have to wait on me. I didn't need anything there. She had to go get her her ID. Her ID will, will, will expire tomorrow or, or today. So anyway, I was like, you know what? Let me go. Let me go and see what they're up to. On my way there, <laughs> you know, again, uh, heavy police presence. So then, um, you know, the police car drove by an unmarked police car with the, one of those uh, uh, Chevys, one of those, what they the, the uh, I forgot the name of the, the Chevy, but it, it has the, uh, the reindeer symbol on it. Uh, and I, I can't remember, but anyway, but the cop, police, uh, you know, on the cover, police uses that particular vehicle here in New York. So I'm there. My daughter had to use the bathroom. So I stopped by McDonald's on uh, Ocean Avenue and uh, Parkside. And, you know, police car drives by, sirens on. No, no I'm sorry. Not, the lights are flashing. Yeah, the lights flashing now, but no sirens, right? But this is what they do, you know. So how they cover their criminal harassment activity when it comes to me. Right, whereas before they would drive by sirens blazing all the time. Now it's like just the, they'll just have their sirens on as they drive past me with no sound at all from the sirens, no sound. And so anyway, get on the highway and uh, get, got off the highway and about to turn up the light. And this guy walked across, and, uh, and I'm just doing a recap here. And this guy walks across, he's wearing, you know, it was like 90 degrees of back today. This guy walks across this bright orange sweater. Okay, had his keys dangling on his side, you know. 
and he walks across. It's not even his light. He's not even walking at the cross-section, he, but he's walking directly in front of the car that I'm driving, right? And um, so anyway, uh, got to the the Army base here at Fort Hamilton and uh, dropped her off at the facility so she could go get her ID and my daughter to the Piet, Piet store that sells, like, you know, electronics, clothing, jewelry. Uh, they don't, you know, sell food and toys and stuff like that, uh, liquor, you know, all in, so all in one store, right? So I reach going there, we like walking around looking, and then the synchronization and harassment campaign starts. Okay? And let me tell you, it 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 was a lot. It was a lot. The people who were in there, they were they were very precise in their targeting, but I was aware. I was aware and and I like I said I have my own defense mechanism when it comes to what they do because I target them back too. So whenever I see them do something, I do something. And you know, I can tell that they did not want to see what I was doing because Every time they would try to target me in some way and I try to target them back, or I do target them back, they will turn away very quickly or they will turn their back because they didn't want to see what I was doing. So at that point, I'm like, okay, and I said this before, right? Whenever they attack you this heavily, right, it's a, this is a perfect opportunity for you to psychologically harass them back, that you mimic what they do, right? So if they're walking and they cover their mouth, you cover their mouth. If they fold their lips in with their mouth closed, you do the same thing, too. You do it to them. You know, they stick their fingers in their ears, you stick their fingers in their ears. You know, if they're, like, uh, putting their hands behind their back with their palm open towards you while they're walking in front of you, speed up, walk in front of them, and do the same thing, too. So that's what I was doing while I was there. And, you know, they were, at, you know, at, after a while, they were pissed. They were, you know, they, they, they were pissed because they hated the fact that I was fighting back. You know, so they were upset, okay? So I was just there laughing and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, let me go back. to Going go into the PX, actually, so I came out of the PX again. I went to the bathroom, and I came back out, and there was these women standing in front of the, the bathroom waiting for me to come out. They were standing there waiting for me to come out. And as soon as I come out of the bathroom, they started walking away, you know. And they have this thing, what they do is that they'll start grabbing their bags, right? And usually the bags, you know, they'll have, like, these black bags, and they'll, like, grab it every time. And usually the black bags, that's what they, you know, and they, they'll do it over and over again so you become conditioned. Right? And so, you know, I was, I, you know, I don't pay attention. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. You know, if I just see them do it, you know, I'm just like, what? They, oh, they think, they think I'm going to rob them or something like that? Because that's not me. I don't rob people, you know. But I realize it's something that they're trying to convey. I just haven't figured it out yet. Uh, but, you know, in terms of with my target and why, why they would do that. So anyway, um, so in the in the PX, they have a, a Burger King there. So, you you know, took us there and there, and again, uh, they started, you know, with the, with the target and the harassment and the Burger King. But anyway, I don't think that, you know, I have my watch on. And I usually, I've been wearing this watch that I have. It's a Pretty big watch. It has, a, it has a yellow band with a yellow face, with yellow and white face, and it has a a, a, a kind of grayish casing, metal casing. So every time they would walk past and try to talk to me, I put my hands in a manner in which they will see my watch and the face of my watch. Okay, and you know, and they they 
they would like when I would do that, they would take their hands and put it behind their, you know, like they're like uh, put it behind their head, like as if they were brushing their hair down with their with their hands. And so they would do that every time I would, you know, I would uh, flash my watch in their face. So whenever they do that, I would in turn do the same. I would mimic them. I would do the same thing back. And um, they would turn around, and I would keep my hand in a position to where every time they turn around, they would see my watch. Because it's a very noticeable watch. You cannot miss it. You know, and that's something that I've learned from them. Okay? And so, um, you know, anyway, so she came back. She got her ID and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, she wanted to go to the, the, to the commissary, which, which is a grocery store. And at that point, you know, I'm lucky. We had to go pick a bus for 4 o'clock. And it was like, you know, going on 3 o'clock already. And I was like, listen, we have no time. She was like, well, I'm going to go take a long, what have you. And then she just actually didn't take a long and had to go in there. Really, I was really upset because I was like, you know, I didn't want to go and uh, pick my son up late from Boy Scout. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the type of person where, you know, I don't like to be late. You know, I like to get him to school early. I like to pick him up on time. Unlike her, you know, uh, Whereas, you know, she takes a sweet time to do anything, you know, whether to pick him up or drop him off. And so, you know, I just like to do things on time. I'm the total opposite. So anyway, um, it was, uh, I think it was like 3, going on 3.30. And we're still at this pace. And you have to go. And I'm like, listen, you know what? You're going to drive. I think it's, it's not really even right now. The traffic might be horrendous. So she drove. And, of course, he started driving like, a, like he's on a race car track. You know, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, listen, you cannot drive this way with this car because it's an old car. It's a 98 Nissan Altima. And, you know, when you drive, like, past 40 miles an hour, the front wheel starts making a very, you know, weird sound because, you know, I guess the, uh, not the axle, but it, it, uh, the cylinder for the wheel, the wheel drum, needs to be uh, replaced, right? And so I've been telling her, listen, you cannot drive like that, you know, and I said that's why I that's why I like to leave where I you know it, just in case there's traffic I can get to where I need to get to ahead of time you know because if the traffic was backed up we probably would have been picking up around 4:20 right and that would be ridiculous and so so anyway we end up getting into uh, up the highway and then uh, we're driving. And then she, the route that we usually take, I noticed that she turns and took another route, Church Avenue. And so the minute we hit Church Avenue, they had their perps already stand up there talking and that. So they knew, and they were, the HR already knew exactly where to go so that they could talk. So anyway, so what I did was that I kind of folded my lips inwards and with my mouth closed. And every perp I see on the street, and they, you know, they make themselves known because they'll do something whenever they see you. Either they'll, like I said, they'll put their hands uh, behind their head like they're brushing their hair down, you know, men and women. Uh, or they'll be, you know, sticking their fingers in there. So I, I, I kind of closed my mouth for my listening words, and I just looked at them. I looked at them. I looked at them. I looked at them. And the look on their face was really, really ridiculous. And then you get to a point where they start uh, using symbols. So this guy... Uh, he has a he has a cross on, and as soon as he sees me, he makes his hands like he's praying. You know, and I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm not religious. You can never get me ever. I mean, I was when I was young because I I was stupid and dumb. You know, didn't really know the truth about religion. Right, you didn't didn't know any better. 
<laughs> right, didn't know any better, but you know, you, you become uh, rather uh, as an adult, you become intelligent. I think, uh, and I believe, if you're if you call yourself an intelligent person, you know, uh, then you would not be into the into religion. The religion is not for an intelligent person. It's not a, It's not even an intelligent uh, uh, belief system. Okay. So again, you know, I try not to use. I think they do that sometimes because. You know, they didn't want me to pray. I'm like, I'm not praying. I pray to myself. I'm not going to my hands and knees to pray. I pray to my ancestors. And that's, that's it. You know, I'm not praying to no beings. I mean, you know, uh, to me, you know, the whole idea of, I mean, for, of praying, it just, it's like a, praying is like a placebo. It, it does, it really does anything. I mean, it, it makes you feel better as a person. Yeah, I mean, in some instances, but, I mean, there isn't any, any, um, Quantifiable, real results. You know what I'm saying? As 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 far as, as saying that prayer works, it just it just isn't. You know, well, of course, some people like to give, you know, like to make make believe that prayer is work because of luck. You know, say so if you go for a job and you get the job, let's say it may, it may not even be luck, maybe because you're qualified, they want to pray and like, oh, you know what? I prayed for the job and I got the job. Yeah, you it's like you didn't get the job because you prayed for the job. You got yeah. the job because the person that's interviewing you. Decided that right. hey, you know, this person might may be a good fit for to work here. Right. And that's, well, this, that has nothing to do with you know some god, you know, uh, 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 influencing this person to hire. Nothing to do with that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, th- this whole idea of praying to a higher being or whatever, it just it 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 devalues you as a human being because yeah. you neglect mm-hmm. all the hard work you've done, right? The schooling, the studying. The preparing, right, and all that—you you totally neglect all that stuff, right? I mean, come on, give yourself some credit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Give yourself some credit. Give yourself some credit. Don't neglect your humanity. Don't neglect your hard work. Don't neglect, you know, how well you did in the interview or whatever, whatever the case may be. How well you dressed, you know, how well you spoke, you know, and, and made a, a, an impression. That this person say, okay, you know, with your qualifications and 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 uh, your demeanor and your attitude and all that kind of stuff, you 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 will make a great fit, right? It's like they they neglect all of that stuff. I mean, seriously, if if I was to get on my knees and pray for a new job, I should have to get a new job with a phone call. Somebody called me and said, hey, you just prayed for the job, you got the job, right? Because praying yeah, is supposed yeah. to be your interview, right? So, I mean, you know, so people need to give themselves credit. They need to stop devaluing devaluing themselves as human beings. Stop devaluing their efforts, their 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 hard work, their studying, their schooling, all that kind of stuff. Stop devaluing yourself. Exactly, but you know what? You know what, man? Even like when I was in college and I studied for something, I said I never say thank God anything like that. I never, I never uh, said anything like that. You know, because I guess something, you know, when when you're, uh, I guess, going through a phase of awakening, but you, you you don't know you're in a phase of awakening, you kind of like, you know, stop doing certain things. You know, you don't mean to, but it, your mind has come into a, a, a point in time where it it's able to recognize, you know, a lot of the nonsense. And so you tend to lose belief in certain things. You know, and so you know that's that's something that uh, I guess uh, some of us uh, go through. Uh, but yes, I guess for it, I guess 
so the the football team, these kids who were um, protested uh, injustice uh, got their season canceled because they were taking the knee for the national anthem. And you know what? I said, you know, I said, good for them. Good, good for them. Regardless of their the outcome, regardless of whatever uh, uh, punishment or what have you, they were willing to face. They were they were willing to stand up for what they believed. In. And so, you know, it's sad that this season got canceled, but those young kids uh, are learning to stand up for, you know, what's right, to protest against things that are wrong, and that's a good thing um, to have. Uh, that's that, that's a good thing to have uh, these young kids uh, do and, and believe it, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. What do they do? When you're a leader, when when you're, you know, and that's what they do. You see, the lead, you know, any any person, any 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 person of color, I should say, any person of color who they consider to be a leader or who who show leadership qualities, okay, they will get rid of that person. They will get rid of them, especially. If they're influencing, um, you know, the minds of young people, because they do not want that. You know, the, the, the psychological conditioning of young people in this country, particularly people, people of color, kids of color, right, is that of a destructive nature to to their well-being. Right. So, of course, they don't want anyone who can, you know awaken these young kids at such a young age in terms of what's really going on. Yeah. Well, Neil, Neil um, try calling back in. You know, if you have, if you have your phone on the charger, um, try, try, call, try calling back in. Okay. Um, so any, any, any person of color that they see is trying to speak truth to power, trying to awaken, you know, the mass. And, you know, the, and it's good to start with, with these young kids. These young kids, it's very good to start with them because, again, those are the most important years of a person's life is when they're a kid. Any from the time from they're five to to the to where they, they're, like, become, you know, 16 or 17 years old, you know, it, it, those are the most important years in which you can uh, have a positive influence on these kids and where you can open up their mind to the truth, okay? I mean, if they get older, they can learn the truth, but there's a lot of distractions that, that are out there as they get, uh, they get older. And so uh, that, that's, that's an and I don't know if you guys could hear the sirens uh, before I was talking, but, you know, uh, they don't stop. So, again, uh, you know, they, 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 they're going to punish anybody, any person of color for protesting against injustice. Like how how is it in this country that you're punishing people for protesting against injustice? That means that the majority of people in this country like the injustice. They want to see the injustice continue. Okay? Just as a CI, you know, there's, there are, 
the injustice that's done to us and against us is heartbreaking. You know, we, the, 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 the microchipping, the remote neural monitoring, the, psycho, the progressive psychological uh, program which we're, which we're put in, okay, the, the, the villainization of TIs in which members of, of the community uh, participate in the psychological torture of the TI, okay, the poisoning of the food, the setting the TI up to getting the TI incarcerated, blacklisting of the TI to prevent the TI from uh, having money or saving money or living a decent life, some sort of decent life, you know, the destruction of the TI's social, economic, psychological status. Okay, this is all being done and is being condoned and perpetrated by those in positions of power, those in positions that of whether they, they're in, 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 in law enforcement or the security agencies or the health and human services uh, 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 industry, okay, in this country. This is, this, this is, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. And as Neil said before, I started before, they you know, for black, I mean, we as black people, for them to even do this to us, you know, it goes, it shows you as an example, right, how people who have been, even while continuing to be victimized in many other ways, will turn around and victimize their own time for different reasons, without, without understanding and seeing their victimization that's taking place. Okay? But these same people who are also victimized in a, in a different way, right, whether through, um, you know, not being paid well, uh, you know, uh, uh, having their kids in, in schools that are not adequate, okay, not being able to find jobs because of the lack of opportunity within, you know, uh, the communities of color, those same people will turn around and victimize someone of their own cultural ethnicity, okay, without even seeing their own victimization. And a lot of it has to do with their religious beliefs. Okay? The religion, the religion blinds them from what's being done to them because they're accepting it in hopes of a better life when they're dead. That, to me, is ridiculous. Okay? And the fact that the police department, law enforcement, are heavily involved in the cursive persuasion program. They are the perpetrator of giving these uh, microwave weapons to those in the community to use on TIs, to spread rumors against an individual for the sake of destroying that individual character, 
and destroying that individual's life within that individual's social structure and economic status. The fact that they have gotten uh, those in the psychiatric field participate and condone the psychological torture of a human being and to actively try and discredit that individual, to try to have that practicing psychiatrist or psychologist to incarcerate or institutionalize that individual is a crime. And as I said, as a TI, you have to know the law and you have to know your rights. Okay? Because if you don't, and they know that you don't, because they're surveilling you, so they know what you know and they know what you don't. They use it to their advantage every single day. But once you become aware, once you start to know, you will see some of the behavior change. Okay? So anyway, let's get back to what I was saying with my talking. So, so anyway, like we, we got to the school, uh, picked up teachers. You know, of course, they had people hanging out in front of the school, grown adults, you know, trying to target, you know. And, like, these people have no life. You know, or you know, or the life what they have must be pretty boring for them to actively be out there just waiting. You know, to like come until I'm around so they can start with the psychological harassment torture campaign. And and again, you know, the, the police are directly involved. And it, it, throughout history, when it comes to stuff like this, law enforcement has always been and involve participants when it comes to stuff like this, whether it be Quentin Pearl, whether it be, uh, you know, MK Ultra, They have been active, the FBI also. They have been active with participants in these types of non-consensual human experimentation and cover-up. And they were do everything to cover it up. Okay? So what we are saying, STI, is, is not, uh, you know, we're not making this up. We, we are not making this up. Well, I have voicemail that I've received within the past week of threats. Last week on my call, um, you know, a particular individual was calling me from a restricted number. When I answered, you know, they were either call horn that were blinking, I mean, that were uh, beeping, call horn. Then there was a, uh, a recording that was kind of a racial, had a racial tone and a threat. You know, what do you call a dead, what, you know, what is the difference between a dead black man and a dead dog? You know? 
you know, I, 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 it's not in the email, but on my phone because of, of this stuff that we have to get proof of what we're saying is true. So every conversation that I, if I call somebody, they call me or have you, or any call that I, that I get, uh, it is automatically recorded. So they may have thought that they, they have gotten away with this, but they didn't because I have to record it. And not also that, but the person kept calling back over and over and over. And when my um, phone went to voicemail, you can hear the noise that was going on. Again, the call alarms going off and stuff like that. You know, like, why would you call somebody and then just just so you can set off call alarms, right? That doesn't, I mean, you know, it takes a very small-minded person to do something like that. It takes a person that have no intelligence, none whatsoever, to do something like that. You, like you must be really bored. You must be hard up for some for you to harass somebody in that manner. You know, but that's the type of personality we're dealing with with these people. You know, they are very small-minded. Like I said, you know, I always use the cockroach scenario right, because they're cockroaches, right? Once you shine a light on them, they scatter. Just like as a TI, once you start to, re- once you take out that camera, be, be, be your phone camera or video camera, and you start recording them, you will see they scatter. They or they will not look at you because they know that you're recording them and they don't want to be on the recording, right? You know, they don't want to show their face on camera because you want to put them on glass. And that's what we have to do. Videotape your harassment. Okay? And even if they're not harassing you, you know what they're going to do. Still videotape them and put that shit on YouTube. Put their faces out there. You don't think that they're not putting your face out there with a negative uh, cognition or, 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 or a negative propaganda associated with your, with your likeness, with your face? That's why, as a TI, you can go to any other state, and you and they will still target you because they know who you are. You have become somewhat of a celebrity to them, not celebrity in the sense of fame and fortune, but a celebrity in the sense that your image, you, you have been ingrained into the minds of these perps out there. So no matter where you go in the world or in this society, in any state, they know who you are. They know you're a target. As soon as you land, as soon as you drive into another state, they know who you are. They wait for you. They target you. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's 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 something that is just really uh, you know, I'm not going to say unbelievable, but it's 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 sad and and um. That this is going on, and that people will, will participate in something like this. No, I can understand law enforcement because that is part of their history. That they have always been involved in the cover-up or the silencing of victims of non-consensual experimentation, because. 
law enforcement is used to protect that, uh, you know, those people who, who, who do these type of crimes. They will always use national security as a means to violate and take away your rights, whether it be the constitutional rights, civil rights, or human rights. Okay? Security is the one word that they always use, and it says security trumps everything. That's the one word they always use. Security trumps everything. Okay? If they want to hide something, then you from a, you know, you get a freedom of information request. What they also put on it? Matter of national security. Can't touch it. Can't read it. They always do that. Even New York City Police Department, they start putting secrecy, secret on there on certain documents because they don't want the public to read. When there's no, when there's nothing, okay, nothing that gives them the authority to even do that. And they do it. And they have their sympathizers on the bench, the judges who they wine and dine, or who have the same sort of mentality that they have, who think it's okay to, you know, and they like to bring up the Constitution, but they only bring it up when it's uh, con- conducive to, to them. Right? You only bring it up when it's helpful to them. If it's helpful to you, no. You don't have that constitutional right, but they do. When they violate your right to privacy, they think it's okay. When their right to privacy gets violated, their constitutional rights get violated. That's the mentality and the personality that these people have. Okay? That's, that's that's how they are. That's what they have. They want to take away your right to vote while preserving their right to vote. They want to experiment on you as a human being for whatever reason. But yet, if they were experimented on, heads would be rolling. You know, as I say, uh, power breeds corruption. It, it's true. These people who are in positions of power will always abuse those power. That's why they always remain in those positions. Because if anybody else that come in there with a different mentality, they know that they'll go to jail and be prosecuted. But yeah, but I mean that's 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 how it, it is, you know. And like for me, you know, like I said, they, you know, whenever they try to send me subliminal messages or stuff like that, and I guess I don't uh, 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 interpret it the way how they want me to or react the way how they want me to. They always, you know, they always use they always use send the police. The, the police is their um, is is their is is their uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Is their means to try to intimidate. You know, like you know, like uh, I I was 
the last week was last week Friday, I think. Was it Friday? Yeah, last week Friday I'm driving home. And because the weather was so nice, I have the car window open. And I have my hands uh, on the the door. with, And I'm touching the outside of the, the door on the top, you know, because I have my watch on. So whenever they look and they see my watch, what have you. <laughs> so they started, so the cops started doing the same thing too. But you see, I got that from the cops because they started doing that to me first. Whenever they would drive by in front of me, on the side of me, or if I, when I was taking the train to go pick up my son, they're always looking at they watch when they see me. You know, it's that action. As soon as the, the police see me, he looks at his watch. He walks by. Another cop sees me. He looks at his watch. He walks by. Now they're driving and they have their hands out their window with their hands up with their watch face face. And, and it's interesting because they're always crossing me. They're not driving on the side of me. So let's say I, um, I'm driving down this street and then there's a, another street that's going in the direction to where the driver of the vehicle is facing me. And as they cross me, they will, you know, like I said, they had their hands, you know, so I can see their watch. Uh, uh, like, like I said, I get that from them. So, you know, they can do it all they want, but I'm going to do it back to them every time I see them. Every single time I see a police car pass uh, next to me. That's what I'm going to And even when it's cold, I may just tape my watch onto the damn window of the driver's side door when I'm driving so that when they look over, they'll see it. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and I will go to that extent. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because you know, and Neil, you're absolutely right. You know, Neil said that at notice in North Carolina that the human service buildings are next to police precinct, one in particular on Vandover Road. The next on the Randolph Behavioral Health Building. So, because you, I mean, you know this, right? You you notice that um, the uh, you know, like in the hospitals, right, where they used to have the psych ward, they would call it the, the, the psychiatric ward. They have now changed to the behavioral science building. Okay, the behavioral. So when I talk about Professor Persuasion program, that's exactly what we're dealing with. We're dealing with uh, a program that is meant to uh, change the behavior of the particular victim, right? And it is not in a good way, right? And that's why uh, uh, that, and you know, and that, that's why they tell you that, you know, progressive persuasion programs are, you know, dangerous to the person that is being used on because it impedes that individual's ability to make, you know, good, sound, and informed judgment. Okay? And so when you're put in into a coercive persuasive 
program, it is not to help you in any way. It is to destroy you. It is to destroy your mind. Okay? That's, that's what it is, you know? And so when people who are uh, manipulating and participating in this type of program, but they don't know the true nature of this program, okay? And so let's talk about that. Psychological coercion, right? Coercive psychological system use psychological force in a coercive way cause the learning and adaptation of an ideology, a designated set of beliefs, ideas, attitudes, or behavior. The victim may be subject to various types of course, influence, anxiety, and stress-producing tactics. All right? So again, coercive influence, anxiety, and stress-producing tactics. Now, does that sound like something that's positive? Does that sound that this is something that's positive? Can you answer that? I, I can't, and it shows how it doesn't. In a psychological coercive environment, the victim is forced to adapt in a series of small invisible steps. Each step is significantly small that the subject does not notice the change or identify the coercive nature of the process until much later, if ever. Okay? So when we as PI talk about we were awakened to the targeting, right, to the coercive, the psychological coercive programming, it has been going on much longer than we ever, ever were aware, okay? Somehow, we became aware of it. Some people never become aware of it. But we as, you know, TIs who are speaking out, we are the, the people, the victims of this, who have become aware of what's going on. Okay? These tactics can be reinforced in a group setting by well-intended but deceived, deceived friends and allies of the victim. Okay? So let's talk about that. So in a coercive persuasion program, when they get your friends or your family members to participate in psychological coercive uh, coercion, okay? They are being deceived. Not all. Some of them are being deceived into thinking that this is for your own good. Okay? Without realizing the true nature of this program. Okay? Good cop, bad cop. This keeps the victim from setting up the ego defense normally maintained in known as a serious situation. Now, here, this is key, right? Good cop, bad cop. So what they do in a coercive persuasion program is that when they condition you negatively to change your behavior and you become aware of it, they will always they will put, set up another uh, program, and it's another coercive program, but in a way in which its purpose is to make you have a false sense of security, right? and a false sense of confidence. That's where the good cop, bad cop scenario comes in. Right? Psychological coercion overcomes the individual critical thinking abilities and free will. Apart from any appeal to informed judgment. Well, again, 
your critical thinking abilities, okay, you will no longer have that. That meaning that when you make a decision, most likely it will have a, neg- a negative impact on you or people around you. Or if you're ever in a situation where um, it could be dangerous for you or the other person, you're going to make a decision that's not going to be conducive to your health or to your well-being. Okay? Apart from any informed judgment, victims gradually lose their ability to make independent decisions and exercise informed consent. Their emotional defenses, cognitive process, value, attitude, ideas, conduct, and ability to reason are undermined and decisions are no longer through meaningful, free choice, rationality, or the inherent merit or value of the idea of the proposition is being presented. So let's talk about that, okay? They're able to influence your decision-making to where people will start to use, take, use that to their advantage. So as Neil was stating that, um, you know, he, he was doing a photography uh, job at two different clubs because they were right next to each other. And when he was a, when he went to ask for his money to get paid, um, the owner of the facility walked towards him with two cops right next to her, right, and walking towards him. Then the promoter came to him and said, oh, you didn't get your money yet? You know, that basically is a threat to say, okay, well, if you do your photography and you get, you're going to get paid, you're subject to arrest, Right? It's a way of them intimidating you, right? So if he had left without being paid, you know, they would have succeeded in that, right? So he would have did a job for free, okay, because of the threat of a, in a psychological coercive nature of being incarcerated. Because they had, she had no reason to approach him with those two odds, okay? So they do stuff like that. They just look at me all the time, too, all the time. You know, like they try to get me to stop coming over to uh, Pam's house because, uh, you know, he can listen to my two youngest. And she needs help with them. But, you know, uh, again, you know, she's been compromised by them. Okay? And so, you know, I have to be around my kids because really and truly I cannot um, not be around my kids with these people and with her. I have to let them know as they get older that it's, it's not okay to do it, no matter what anybody tells you, okay? Okay, so how do they work? The tactics of psychological coercion often involve anxiety and stress to fall into seven main categories. Restrictive techniques such as extended audio, like when they're, you know, late at night and they're blasting music on the block or what have you, or they're playing a particular song over and over again, Visual, like for instance, when I was at the um, the base today, and I went into the uh, the PX as I was walking in, uh, this guy, you know, four, you know, four this has up to he's he has a T-shirt that says "Paid in Full," right? And as we're approaching each other, there's another gentleman standing on the opposite side, and you know, he does something like you know, sticks his hand in his ears, that sort of thing, you know, 
So again, sending your subliminal message through visualization, right? Uh, uh, visual, verbal, and taxon fixation drill, which they they'll they'll do. So whenever, like for instance, like I said, you know, whenever they whenever I would like flash my watch in their face, they would take their hands behind and you know as if they're brushing their hair uh, behind their head, right? So when they do that, I do it too, and their reactions, they, they, then they stop and they have like a negative reaction on their face. So I know that, that affects them, all right? Exact repetition of routine activities, sleep restriction, they'll wake you up in the middle of the night through the use of uh, microwave technology, all right? Uh, and there are times when I can't even sleep because, you know, me and my kids are being uh, uh, microwave. They can't sleep, right? Or they'll... You know, we all suffer headaches because of what's what's happening. You know, my kids, you know, get like over the weekend when because we were being heavily microwaved. You know, they they all they all had headaches, including myself. Okay, so sleep restriction and our social restriction. Okay, isolating you from society. Okay, and it's a sort of a self isolation because it, you're being psychologically harass and torture. Okay? Number two, establish a control over the victim's social environment, their time, and source of social support by creating social isolation. Removing contact with family and friends who promote self-esteem because they don't want you to have a positive self of being and a self of sense. Uh, independence, they want you to be dependent. Positivity, they want you to be negative and a sense of well-being. Economic control may contribute. Rejection of alternate information and separate opinions. Rule exists about permissible topics to discuss. Communication is highly controlled. So let's talk about that. So for instance, um, you know, uh, a lot of, one thing that they do is that they try to uh, make you as a TI to not become intimate with anyone. Okay, so they'll like try to say subliminal message about not having sex or what have you, or they'll try to use sex as a tool of control. So if they send you a subliminal message and you don't follow it, then you're not going to get any, you know, you're not going to be able to make another have sex. All right, that sort of thing. So they use they use anything that that you enjoy, you know, uh, as as a tool in which they try to control you. Okay, to take that 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 or whether it be sex, whether it be working out, whether it be, you know, a hobby that you have, you know, dancing, photography, anything, painting, anything, okay? They will find a way to prevent you from doing those things, right? Or to try to prevent you from doing those things. Rejection of... Okay, did that already. Uh, I know. Did I do Rejection of all the information and separate opinion. Yes, I did. Okay, four. Forcing the victim to reevaluate the most central aspect of his or her experience of self and prior conduct in negative ways. Now, this is interesting because, they, you know, this is talking about forcing the victim to evaluate the most central aspect of his or her experience of self and prior conduct in negative ways. Right? So, I've always gotten a little confused in terms of how, how I how I read this. So when they say in negative ways, prior conduct in negative ways, are they trying to say, well, you know, if you're a, a nice person, you're nice to people, they 
wants you to view that as a negative because that's what I get. And I, and I can tell because whenever um, I do something nice for somebody, they will, they will attack me for that, okay? When I treat people or I talk to people in a, in a mean way because of the fact that they're targeting me, you know, they try to give me this feeling of, of sense of reward, okay? And I've talked about this, how they try to condition me to believe that acting negative will give me some positive reward, right? And I never really believed that, but I understand because I was evaluating what they were doing to how I was feeling, right? And once I realized that what they were trying to do is to make me act negative all the time and condition my mind to believe that acting that way was going to yield positive things or positive results in my life, which, which it wouldn't because the reality is if I act negative and behave negative, negative things are going to happen. Okay? So this victim, this, the victim is made to feel like a bad person. Okay? Efforts are designed to destabilize and undermine the subject's basic consciousness. And this is an ongoing process. They're continuously always trying to undermine your ability, undermine your consciousness, undermine your reality, undermine your views, undermine your, your emotion. They're continuously trying to do that. Okay? The subject questions, doubts, and reinterprets, reinterprets his or her life and adapts a new reality. That, that reality is one of negativity. Okay? Just like today, like I guess when we got we got on her block and um you know, she was just like driving like really crazy. And I'm like, listen, you know, what you know, you're driving really crazy now, all right? You need to just slow down and what what you do because you almost hit another car. And again, you know, because when they when whenever they try to use her and she can't uh affect me in a way in which, you know, she can because like I said, I I put up my defense thing. Okay, because what they, see, they try to use people close to you so that you won't put up the defense thing. But I do it. I do it with my family members. I do it, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't have friends, but, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm around her most of the time because, you know, my kids are younger and I, I guess I have to be there for them. You know, so they try to use her. But, you know, she gets the defense. I, I defend myself against her. You know? And most of the time when I'm defending myself against her, you know, she's the one that's making the mistake. Okay? And so then she says to me something like, "Oh, you know, oh, my life is my life is happy. Your life, you know, your 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 life is is uh, is miserable or, or or sad." That's the thing that she said. And I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Okay, I ain't saying nothing." Like my life is sad, really? Like you should come into her apartment and see how her apartment looks. She tells me my life is sad. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, I didn't even answer like that. I was like, you know what? Uh, I was like, you know what? This is just this is what they they like like to fall strife with it. people, you know. Especially if you're a TI, they will cause you to to have a negative view of everybody, right? So create a sense of six five. Create a sense of powerlessness by subjecting the victim to intense and frequent confusion. So they cause confusion in your life. 
And this is ongoing day after day. You know? I mean, what kind of person or people does, you know, conflicting actions and situations which undermines the victim, self-confidence, and judgment? Okay? So, again, everything I'm reading about psychological coercion, right, there's nothing positive in it for the victim in this, this sort of program. So how people will participate in something like this is just beyond belief. Not, not beyond belief, but it's just beyond, really. You know? I mean, I, I understand human nature. And the fact is that if human beings, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're living in a, a community where the majority of people there are not doing well in terms of economics, in terms of social uh, status and stuff like that, a social class, uh, and they see you, an individual, striving to get out of that situation, they will do everything to bring you down, to not make you come out of that situation. That's just human. That's human nature. Okay? At least that's the human nature with these people. Okay? Six. Creating strong, aversive, emotional arousal in the subject by reactions such as intense humiliation, loss of privileges, social isolation, social status change, intense guilt, anxiety, and manipulation. Again, we are manipulated every single day through directly energy weapons, through uh, people out there who, uh, like for instance, um, you know, like uh, give you an example. So I belong on the social media site, OKC. Now I just go on there because, you know, like I said, I, you know, they don't want me to talk to women. And so I just go on there and I, I tell them I'll talk, to, you know, like I'll send messages. I mean, I, I rarely get, uh, get into a conversation, you know. It's usually I say hi, they won't say nothing because they've been told whatever, whatever. And so they won't even pay me no more. Then when they know that I'm trying to prove what what they've done, okay, then through the remote monitor when they when they when I start to say I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm sending all these messages out there, I'm not getting one answer, you know, I'm like, okay, I can put that on YouTube, still up, see, this, this is what they do. I send all these messages out there, I'm not even one reply, and they don't have some big purpose because listen, they're 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 everywhere, and they'll send me messages, Harry, but I but I know that. There, because I can see the pattern of behavior online, right? And I've learned to identify. So I, I know who is serious and who is not. And the, the, the majority, I would say 99% of them are not serious, and they just do it because, you know, it's just in case I have, it's just in case I'm trying to prove what's being done, they can say, okay, well, see, look, this person answered back, that person answered back, that person answered back. But I already, like I said, I already know. I already know. So I don't even bother. Like I said, I just, I'm on there just because, like I said, I want them to go ahead and spread their negative rumors to every person I can, every female I contact on there because I, I, this is how I get to expose them to other people. Now, some people may participate and join them. Others may say, hey, you know, what you're doing is wrong and, and become aware of what it is that they're doing. Okay? So that's, that's, how, that's one way I used to also uh, expose these people and what they're doing. Okay? Seven, intimidation of the victim by implied power, size, voice, amplitude, or implied threat. So about the, the, the use of police, the uh, threat making incarceration, and even, you know, the, the, the uh, making their finger like a gun and try to, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, send me the word, right about being shot.
whatever. Like whatever. You know, shoot me guy in the front of you. Okay? Psychological coercion can be applied to such a degree that the victim's capacity to make informed and free choices become inhibited. The victim becomes unable to make the normal, wise, balanced decision which they most likely or normally would have made had they not been manipulated. The cumulative effect of psychological coercion can be even more effective on undue influence than pain, torture, drugs, or the use of physical force or threats. Progressive psychological systems are distinguished from benign social learning or peaceful persuasion by specific conditions under which they are conducted. Progressive force is traditionally visualized in physical terms. In this form, it is easy definable, easily definable, clear-cut, and unambiguous. Progressive persuasion, however, a progressive psychological force, unfortunately, has not been easy to see or define. You know, I can understand why it's not easy to see or define because it is psychological, right? Which makes it even harder to prove. The law that allows that coercion need not be need not involve physical force. It has recognized it was it has recognized that an individual can be threatened and coerced psychologically by what he or she perceives to be dangerous, not necessarily by what or which is dangerous. The law has re- also recognized that even this threatened action need not be physical. We can, and this is good. This is something that we can use in court. In court. All right? If it ever comes to that. The threat of economic loss, social ostracism, and ridicule are all recognized by law in various contexts as coercive psychological force. So why are psychological coercive psychological systems harmful? They harmful because they are harmful because it violates the fundamental concept of basic human rights. It they violate the rights of individuals that are guaranteed that are Guaranteed by many declarations of worldwide principles, they can become confused, intimidated, and silenced. See, and this is the key here: silenced by actions accepted as harmful, such as uncompromising influence, involuntary servitude, and infliction of emotional distress. The victim becomes pliant and brainwashed. Okay. So it is important that we understand the psychological nature of this program and what it is meant to do and how harmful it is, regardless of what they're telling other people out there. Okay? This is all about destroying you from within, from within your mind, as well as the uh, your social, economic uh, uh, status, right? Destroying that. You know, to get others to, to not see you as a human being that have human rights or constitutional rights, but to see you as a a uh, um, trying to find a word here to see you as other than human, so that they can continue and they can feel good about doing what it is that they do with us. So you know, Aldo said it best. You know, we need a whole new classification for a targeted individual in terms of who we are and what we have been 
put through and are going through by our Very, very important that TI notes. Okay? This is this is empowered. This is very empowering stuff that so we and you finally get to understand the psychological nature of the, of the Progressive Persuasion Program, which every single target is put into to discredit, to destroy, to silence the target from coming forward to talk about the non-consensual human experimentation, the microchipping for remote neural monitoring purposes. Once you understand that, I guarantee you, you're going to be angry and you're going to want to expose these people for the filth and the dirt that they are. You want to shine the light in the corner and watch these cockroaches scatter. Because they will no longer be hiding in the dark and in secret. Well, that is it for tonight's call. Uh, I thank those who uh, came on the call tonight. Hope you, uh, if you if you didn't catch all of it, uh, you can download it after I end the call. You can uh, listen to it again. Thank you all for coming on. Have a safe week. Remember, not be intimidated by these people. Regardless of the threats that they send, they may send you, do not be intimidated. You've got to get to the point where you overcome that fear. Okay? Hey, that was uh, from in in the news. Apple has uh, dropped the multi-million dollar deal reached by Dre after finding out his woman uses Pat. Really? For a person of color, I'll tell you, you you cannot have a a you have you will have to have a squeaky clean path in order to. Uh, Uh, have any kind of business dealing in this society. Okay, because you can be white and you can sleep with your stepdaughter. Okay, you can divorce your wife and sleep with your step with your with your teenage step stepdaughter, like Woody Allen. And you can still make movies year after year. Okay? You can rape a fourteen year old girl you can be given an Oscar if you're white. Okay? 
you can molest children. And you can be given less than a year in jail if you're white. Uh, This is really, really sad. Really, really sad. And if I was Dr. Drake, I would sue the the movie, uh, whoever whoever made that movie, because they've totally damaged his image. They've now damaged his business. That's ridiculous. Anyway, on that note, like I said, um, I want to say goodnight. I I did see the movie, and and I could tell from the movie it, it was a it was a little over the top, you know. I mean, it, if you look at that movie, because I watched it, it was way over the top. I'm like, this, come on, seriously, it was way over the top. But you know, again, when you're a person of color, you know, that's what Hollywood do. It is it is the Hollywood way, I should say. Yes, it is. You know, I guess, I, I, you know, I was talking to somebody, I said, you know what? I said, it seems like the, that in today's society, crazy is normal, and normal is crazy. So the people who are doing this to us, they're crazy, but they're considered normal. And we, the victims, we're considered crazy, but we would never think of doing this to anybody which is something you would think a normal person would would think, right? But the crazies are running the show. Normal people are being victimized every single day. So on that note, good night, and have a safe week. I'll see you guys again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.